0: Hello, and welcome to The Campaigns, the actual play podcast from the RPG Academy. I am Michael, and this is the second episode of a special edition of The Campaigns called City of the Damned. This shorter campaign series is based off of an adventure I wrote using our synergy method, where I opened up a pack of magic cards and used the cards to basically, as an idea generator, to create this story. Originally, this was done to give a new player, Dustin, a chance to try out our game and our table to see if he would be a good fit to add him into an existing campaign. If you're a frequent listener, you know that that campaign died regardless, but this was still a very basic introductory adventure for Dustin to learn kind of the mechanics. We have four players in this game. We have Evan, playing Belial, a human wizard who found a powerful artifact, which is what gives him his magical abilities. Dustin is playing a human monk named Ando, who is in search for a thief who stole something very invaluable from his monastery. We have Nick, who's playing Carter, a bard who lives in the shadow of his stepbrother or half-brother, Scott. And we have Glug, the half-orc cleric of war, who's also a brewmaster. Now, in this particular episode, Nick and Travis were missing. So we only have the two players, Evan and Dustin. And then we also had a small audio issue, which is basically, I forgot to hit record. Yeah, just that simple. Literally just did not hit the button on my computer. After about an hour, it just suddenly dawned on me that I didn't do that. So I ran upstairs and hit record. So this episode does not pick up directly where the first episode left off. At the end of the first episode, Our characters were still in the underground holding facility in the town, and one of the guardsmen had come in, covered in viscera and guts and blood, and was trying to ram his way into their cells, probably not to say hello or to tickle them, but to eat their face. So our PCs, because they still had their weapons, they were able to kill that guard. Uh, The goblin, who had sort of unfurled himself in the jail cell next to them, explained that he could help them help the city, and if they agreed to do so, he would get them out of here. They agreed. From within the folds of his cloak, he produced a lantern that had what looked to be a glob of lava in emanating a strange red light. And as long as they stayed within that light, they were apparently invisible to the people in the town. So the goblin let them out of the city. As they were walking through the city, they noticed that all the people were monsters of some sort there were zombies there were skeletons walking around there were werewolves vampires uh, ghouls goblins ghosts you name it there are those in the town and it appeared that they weren't being attacked but that the actual people in the city themselves might have already been these creatures but uh, apparently that side of them was suppressed in some way and that suppression is no longer here the goblin explains that the thief stole one of these magical balls that Bilal has. This is called the Ball of Miracles, and it was the only thing keeping this city from erupting in this chaos. He told them that they need to find the Celestial Flare, and that would be a stopgap that would give them time to go and get the actual ball back. So he gave them directions to a temple deep within the swamp, and they went there and that's kind of where we pick up. They had just uh, they had fought two of the centuries. This temple has a lot of iconography on it that refers to like rhino men, so like uh, you know, anthropomorphic rhinos. But it apparently has been abandoned or, or lost. and there are now Yanti, which are snake human hybrid creatures that have infiltrated it. They took out a couple centuries before they got to the temple. They took out a couple sentries uh, inside the first level of the temple. There was a large hole near the altar that led down to the underground chambers. And they had locked themselves into the like kitchen area um, to rest up after their last battle. So that's where we pick up. So there is about an hour of this episode missing, as always. I'm sorry about that. I really want to tell you that'll never happen again. But based on our previous experience, we both know it's probably going to. Uh, So here is The Campaign's City of the Dam, episode number two, The Celestial Flare. So you have cleared out the kitchen, there is no other exits out of this room, what do you guys have to do? Rest. This might be a good
1: place to do that. Close the doors and set up watch. Take
0: shifts. Okay. So a couple hours in, the, um, there's sort of hissing outside of that door and it attempts to be opened. But uh, I'm assuming you guys have relocked it, and uh, after a few minutes, whatever's on the other side moves away. But otherwise, nothing happens.
1: We get a full eight hours. You
0: guys get a full rest. Yes. So, so you get all of your hit points back. You get all your spells back. You have, if if you. Is
1: this a new day where I can choose a different three? Yes.
0: Do I get my key back? Yes. You get both of your key points back. Um, this is day three of your original 22. And, um, so if you've spent any of your hit dice, you get one of them back. So if you spent one, you're back to two. If you spent two, you're at one, but you are at full hit points.
1: Right now my spell DC is a 12. Should it have gone up at all?
0: It only goes up when your proficiency goes up, which isn't every level. You there are things like magical items that you can get that will increase that.
2: Did he say level up? We leveled up? Oh, let's roll for that.
0: <laughs> yeah. When you level up. Sorry, all I heard is level up. <laughs>
2: That's how I win.
1: Pretty much, yeah. Yes, guess well, I'll keep these
0: keep the spells that I have.
1: Um I'll go to the door and I wanna just listen and see if I hear anything outside.
0: Okay. Roll me a wisdom check.
1: Twelve. Twelve. You do not hear anything. I'll attempt to. I will open the door and peek outside.
0: Okay. It is dark on the other side and there is no light. Where's the book? Um, does my book stay lit until I... I... I think there's a duration of an hour on that. You know, what does it say? Yeah, yeah. it's an hour. <clears throat> so I'll, read, I'll light another book or okay. the same book. Okay. When you do that, you hear sort of like the rattle of a snake tail. And you imagine that there's probably two or maybe three of these Yanti hiding inside that room.
1: And what is that room? Which room is that? That dining room. Oh yeah, we're in the kitchen.
0: Yeah.
2: Remember when I said let's not go in the kitchen? This is no. Not time to play. I told you so. But remember that. Let's play a game called I was right.
1: Does what's his name? who? Who else has sleep? Um, the bard. We're going to throw the... Where do we think
0: that they are? You would are. need additional insight before you'd be able to determine that.
1: Okay, can, can I ask my ball?
2: <laughs> and you can. I don't know if it's going to tell you anything. So this is
0: what Glug wants to do.
2: He wants you to turn off your book and make snake noises as we no. crawl on our bellies through the room. He
0: wants to cast Sanctuary on himself which means that anything that attacks him has to roll a saving throw or they don't get to. And then he will run into the middle of the room with your book, lighting up the room, drawing all attacks to him, hoping that none of them succeed. And then you will know where everyone is at.
2: He's a lot more clever than I thought. Let's do that.
0: Okay. Because that's what a war cleric would do. So he's going to cast Sanctuary on himself, and then he's going to run into the middle of the room. When he does so, you hear a fling, fling. As arrows start flying, and you can tell that there are four Yanti, basically one in each corner of the room, that are gonna shoot. Actually they have to roll wisdom saving throws to see if they can even do that. I need to get an 11. Fails, 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 fails. All four of them failed. So he runs into the middle of the room, you you hear them like draw their bows and Sort of hiss and their tails rattle, and you can kind of tell from where it's coming from. But none of them seem to quite be able to pull the trigger. But not
1: they're not together.
0: Right, they're all in four corners of the room.
1: All right, I want to send. I'm trying to play general, and I want to send you to the nearest one to strike. That would be in and to the right,
0: because this door is offset to that side. Okay, I follow what you and your ball says. Okay, so you're going to run in. So Basically, we're going to do that. Glug went, and does, they all went. Does and Carter? You guys can go in whatever order you want. Does C- Carter have
1: some ability to like help us in battle?
0: Uh, yes, he does. In fact,
2: I consider giving you the finger and locking the door. You could do that, pushing you guys out in the room and shutting the door till it's over.
1: I got a better idea. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so he can use Call to Battle, which is a battle hymn. It doesn't help you hit, but it will give you a D4 extra damage on all of your attacks. Perfect. So, Does he have to be playing that and concentrating on it? Yes. Uh, He can do, he can, as long as he continues to do that though, he can do some other things. So, like, he can actually attack at the same time. He just has to keep performing. Okay. All right. So, I'll actually have him go technically first so he can start that. All right. Ando, it is your turn. I moved
2: in and to the right to attack the one that's in the
0: corner. Yes.
2: Just want to kick his head into the wall.
0: Okay. So, just to make this make sense, here's the room you're in. Here are those big tables. Here's the door that you're coming out of. And there's a Yanti in each of the four corners. Currently here is Glug. And you're running up and you're attacking. Oh, so you I moved one. into attack. Yes. So you will roll your attack.
2: So I can't run away. 19 Hit. plus
1: 4. Hit. Yeah. And you get an extra D4 damage. Yes. <clears throat> with so that D6 roll.
0: So D6 plus a D4 plus a 3.
2: Uh, 3 plus 11. Well, you, you roll, roll the, the D d4. I'll uh, roll the d4.
0: And add it to the 3. 1. So 7 points of damage. It does not stagger
2: the creature. Lord, they keep
0: getting stronger. Okay. And it's now Belial's turn.
1: I will cast sleep on the one that he just struck. No, wait a minute.
0: It's based off hit points. So right,
1: right, right, right. You're more likely to get
0: that one. So Glug can't do anything or it will end the, his thing. Which I might do that anyways because at this point they're just going to attack you guys instead. Alright, I'll cast sleep on his. On the one he attacked? Yeah. Okay. What's the range on that for you to do that? Okay. You could potentially get two. So you can basically target it like here.
1: you really like that black one?
0: It's been working
1: for me. 10, 11, 12. Total.
0: Terrible. Yeah, but that's enough. So this guy. To put his to sleep? Yeah.
1: So the one asleep. you just hit is now asleep.
0: Okay. It is now Carter's turn. Ew, you're he nuts. will step up and use his bow with this one. He will hit for three points of damage. So this guy has three. It is now their turn. They have all four targets available. So the first one tries to attack Glug and passes, so he will be able to do so, but he misses. The second one will attack Endo with a natural 20. Oh. Uh. So you take 10 points of damage and you need to make a constitution saving throw. What what I roll on that again? D20, you need a 12, you get a plus 2, so you need a 10 or higher. 14. Pass. Okay. And then the last one will also shoot Ando. Misses. It is now Ando's turn. So you are basically still here in the corner. This one's asleep, so you can kill it outright. Or you could run to get either one of these two. How long does it stay asleep? Until someone wakes it up or until someone kills it, or until an hour passes.
1: Or if it takes damage or something.
0: Yeah, if it takes just a little bit of damage, it can come back awake.
1: <laughs> Might as well just kill it. Well, I thought
2: kill one of the ones that's awake that can attack. You can. So, as long as anyone attacks that but one, we okay.
1: But if it wakes back up, then I wasted my spell. I guess that's the way I'm thinking about it. But if,
2: I don't think if the battle's going to last an hour. As long as well, none of us hit it. Right? I mean, in
1: theory. In theory. It a theory. 40 40 40 40 40 it's, it's a
0: gamble either way. You kill it, but then you're giving someone else the chance to attack. You don't kill it, it could wake up and attack you later. It's your call.
1: Are you going to cast I something will else support
0: till the middle of the room?
2: Do what you want. I'm going to attack right? the other one that's hurt.
0: Okay. Give the sleeping dog a lie. Okay, so you're going to come snake. over here. That one's only been hit for three, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. you miss Horribly. All Not that awesome. for nothing. Belial. Glad I did that? Do you see Ando turn and run from that one? I can't see your d
1: uh i'll pick the center between the next two okay so this one's been hurt a little bit 14 19 21
0: go ahead and roll a d4 on top of that i'll assume that that does that 22 22 still not enough close though all right for one of them yeah it's enough for one you almost got two so that one the one that you ran up falls asleep, it's asleep. all right <laughs> <She ran up. laughs> what the fuck all right. I was just uh, lolling it into a false sense so of security. Carter will go over and kill this one. He'll coup de that one. And Glug... This is a perfect system. ...will run up and attack this one. Misses.
1: Carter just plays his loot, and then he walks by and stomps <laughs> on his head. And then he goes to the next one. Right. Stomps on
0: his head. So we have two that are remaining. Uh, one that's engaged with Glug, so he will just go ahead and attack him with a scimitar, and he will hit. Uh, save and throw. Passes. So he takes five points of damage, so... Lug is minus five. And then the other one has his ch- choice, so we will roll a d4. Carter hits, saving throw, passes. So Carter is at negative five. And then it is Ando's turn. So you're now over here by this one. Is that one? That it's one's sleeping? A lot. It's sleeping? Yeah. So I can just kill it. Mm-hmm.
2: So can I kill it, then get under the table to hide from the arrows? Yes. Done.
0: All right. Kill it, and now you are under the table. With Dave Matthews.
2: Belial. And
1: dreaming. Though it's still two in the corners. Yep. So you're you're going to try for both of them. 26.
0: That's enough for one. You'll do this one here. The one that Glug's on so you can just kill it outright. Carter.
1: And that was three sleeps and I'm done with my spells.
0: We'll come up here and kill that one. you like this one, just keep it. I got another one. Glug will run over here and hit. Stagger is that one. Yanti will attack Glug and misses. Endo. There's only one Yanti left.
2: Come out from under the table and
0: just right. try to... And you will have it flanked, so you can roll two. I got it. Nice. Yeah, roll damage. D6 plus a D4 plus three. Sleep is a really <sighs> powerful spell. Five. That is not enough to kill it. Ando, or Belial. You got one guy left and he's staggering. Where's he at? The corner. Top corner up here. There's still one more asleep as well. Okay, I'll just
1: cast Ray of Frost on
0: him.
2: I thought I killed it before I hit under the table.
1: Oh,
0: that, that's dead. right. You're right, you're right, you're right. 12. Damage or to hit? Hit. That misses. It is Carter. Misses. Glug. Misses. Yanti, between you and Carter, we'll do one, two, three. 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. 4. Hits. Take 5 points of damage and roll a saving throw constitution. Fails. You take 10 points of damage. I am out. What are you at? Zero. Perfect. All right. Perfect. Is now your turn. Yeah, so perfect. you need to roll a constitution saving throw. Three. Fail. That's one X. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Belial. I'll just go warm up my car. Is, card. You, is and, that uh, guy
1: still up? Yes. Ray of Frost. Wait a minute. What am I doing? I, don't, I didn't look. I don't know whether <laughs> I hit or not. Do I have to do that?
0: What, what is your other option?
1: To go to... Well, because there's two other guys that can fight in the room. I'd rather go to him and, and make sure he doesn't die.
0: All right. I'll give you 50-50, higher low. For what? If it's correct, then you can do what you want to do. If it's incorrect, then you take that roll. Okay. High. High. You can do what you want.
1: All right. So I want to go to him. Okay. And I would
0: have hit. I would have hit. Okay. So roll of wisdom. 18. All right. You stabilize. You're at zero. You're not going to die unless something else happens. I was already at zero. Yeah. But you're not going to go below that. No. Carter misses. Glug misses. Yeah, should have killed him. So now it's between you and Carter. So one, two, three, and then Carter or Glug is four, five, six.
1: <laughs> Perfect.
0: And he hits. So Glug takes another five con, fails ten. So Glug is down fifteen. I think he's only got a couple left. Ando, you are zero. You can't do anything. Wow.
1: Ray of frost. Ray of frost.
0: Wait a second. Ray of frost. Miss. Carter. Finally, puts this thing out of his misery. It had one hit point left. Okay. (laughs) So all four Yonti in this room have been defeated. You now have four more bows and eight more scimitars. We need a full rest. Yeah. So remember a long time ago, we had a conversation on Dungeon Talk about the five-minute workday. This is exactly what they were talking about. So you go into a battle, and then you can't continue. So you go hide in a hole, and you rest. So essentially, each day, you're only playing for five minutes. And then my argument was is that you have to put a timetable so that this isn't something that makes complete sense. So just letting you guys know that you are on a timetable and that you only have so many days. So how many days have passed? So this will be, be day right? number four. So you have had 22. 22 to begin with. And that's to get the orb, not the feather. The feather is just like a stopgap situation so that it doesn't get worse to give you time to go get the orb that was stolen.
1: The feather is what will... Save the town for now. Okay.
0: Basically, it's it's a finger in the dam.
1: We need my sleep spills. They've that's what's been saving us. So we need to take a full rest again. So you're gonna go. And I I don't need to use any hit dice. Or well, I would get it all back. But we need to sleep for eight hours. Okay. Close the
0: doors. Set up. Watch. Okay. Just for the sake of moving things along, that will succeed once again. And this time, you don't even hear any jiggling outside of the room. Okay. Full hit points again.
1: Full hit points? But this time, I'm going to... And another saving throw, or no?
0: No, you're you're good. Once he once he stabilized you, you're good. I
2: mean, i well, sorry, not... I mean, for my healing throw. Oh, I, no, do oh, I get yeah, another yes. one?
0: you would get another one back, Since if you didn't spend any. I didn't. Which, there's no point if you were going to take a full rest. Right.
2: I live. I saw a light.
0: So, this is day four, giving you 17 I don't words. see the
1: need for it. I feel like I just have a lot of spells that... I, like, just this one spell, I can justify always taking this rather than these
0: three. So it's like, what? Well, it's situational. You may be in a situation in the game where those spells would be more handy. I have a long-range damage spell, a
1: short-range damage spell, and then, like, an area effect spell. Well,
0: what happens if you have somebody who's resistant to fire so burning hands won't hurt them?
1: That's Then I have magic missile.
0: Or I can put them to sleep so that... Somebody yeah, else will Sleep is hit point dependent. So can, it also doesn't affect undead or constructs. So if you're fighting a zombie horde, then that doesn't work.
2: <laughs> so I can run over and miss. That's
0: yes, exactly. Basically what you're saying. All right. He's so, sleeping.
2: How did you miss? <laughs> so
0: you guys cast your light spell yet again on your book. You exit into the dining room again, and this time nothing new has happened. So there are either no more Yonti left or they are avoiding this area. Yeah. So the Yonti are like, I'm not going to the basement. Everyone that goes in the basement gets murdered. Until we find the rhinos. Right. Yep.
1: Moving forward. Moving forward. We'll go back to the room with all the doors.
0: All right. So that means you have a door to your right, which was the human in chains. The door to the left, which is the human or the rhino man in contemplation or rest. And then you have the double door in front of you. Double door. Didn't we come out of the double door? No, you came down the spiral staircase oh. from the feathers.
2: Yeah, I guess double door. Do we want to inspect the door to make sure it's yes. not trapped or
0: anything? Okay. You inspect the door. Roll me a intelligence. 21. <laughs> we'll take his. All right. Um, the door is not trapped.
2: Is there any, can you I'll hear anything on the other side?
0: Um, actually, yeah. If, if you listen, you hear kind of a whirring sound, like a hmm, 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 mm. Similar to what your, your kind of ball thrumming sound, but that, that was more of a feeling sensation. This is more of an audible sound. So
2: you open the door.
0: Yeah, open the door. All right, so you open the door, and it's like a short 10, 15 foot hallway, and then the room opens up into like a sort of a circular, it's not completely circular, but it's circular ish, except on the far wall, there's a sort of like a 20 foot wide hallway that goes off in a 45 degree angle this way and then 24 another this way so it kind of looks like bunny ears on a bunny head that's not really what it looks like but it's the closest I can determine it and then it kind of dips down a little bit so you can't see the bottom you don't know how deep it is and it appears that there's water in the room and you can see little crackles of like lightning or electricity that's going from floor to ceiling down both of those hallways. So you just hear kind of a boom, 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 and then you hear a <laughs> and there's just like a little spark goes from the ceiling to the floor, kind of like a static shock between two things.
2: Sounds like a party. You af- after
0: you, ladies first.
1: The clerics first.
0: You go, girl. So the cleric starts walking in, followed by Carter. You guys follow suit, and then not long after you fully entered, the door shuts behind you. Whether of its own volition or was shut, you don't know. And then from Inside that sort of little dip area, a figure rises up. From and, the water? Yeah, it's sh- it's shallow water. It's only like three feet deep, now that you can see a little bit better. And it is a giant yonti, like twice as big as the ones you fought. It has four arms, and it has a scimitar in each arm.
1: But it doesn't want to hurt us. And this would right.
0: be initiative. <laughs> this, uh, he wants to have a tickle fight. Nineteen. So... Big Bad Yonti gets a Good lord. 16. What would you get, Belial? 19. 19. Ando?
2: <laughs> a 1 plus 3, 4.
0: Carter gets a
2: 16. Do you think there are people that are just unlucky rollers? Because I probably rolled five ones tonight.
1: No, I think it all averages out, but it's just <laughs> in your mind.
0: <laughs> you just pay attention to the bad rolls. I don't think it does. Okay, so Belial, you are first to go.
1: There's no way I can put this thing to sleep. Okay. Now
0: the way keep mind the way that works is like if they hit it and it lowers the hit points down, then it's possible your spell would affect it.
1: But later, yes. when its hit points right. are lower. You,
0: unless I mean what's the maximum you can roll? Twenty four? Eight times four. Thirty two. So if you think it has thirty two hit points or less. No, I think it has more. Okay. Then that would probably not be the spell to start with.
1: I'm gonna start with how far from it am I?
0: Twenty five feet.
1: And how far is Glug and Carter from it?
0: Uh, 20 feet, because they're right in front of you.
1: Um, then I will cast Magic Missile.
0: Okay. 10. 10 damage. 10 points of damage. Okay, so you <laughs> hit it. It uh, reacts more like a Frankenstein monster. Carter will begin his battle hymn, so you guys will all have D4 bonus damage for the rest of the battle and glug will cast i should have held my action inflict wounds which i have missed oh here we go does Uh, it look like it's made of water no it appears just to be a monstrous size but it just came out of the water yeah it was just sort of like laying in the water um it gets a constitution saving throw fails so it takes 3d8 points of damage from this spell six seven eight nine plus a d4 13 points of damage
2: And it falls over dead, and we celebrate. (laughs) Or,
0: it is now its turn. So, it does not like the spell that Glug just cast, so it's going to slither up um, right next to where this bull starts, and it's going to attack him twice, once with each scimitar. And that's a 17 and a 16, one of which hits, and it does eight points of damage. He needs to make a saving throw, and he passes. So, Glug is down eight hit points. Ando. Can I get
2: behind it to attack?
0: Uh, you would have to actually get down into the bowl, and then you'd be in water, so you would be it'd, it'd be at a hampered. disadvantage. Yes. But I I can do a regular attack from here? Yes. It, okay. it, you can kind of come to the side of it and attack it, but you just don't get the advantage for Right. It. Now, you do have your key points, so you could spend one or both of those. Yeah, I'll spend one of those. So are you going to take two attacks or just get advantage on this attack? I'll take the two attacks. So what, 15 plus
2: 19 and a 12.
0: 19 will hit.
1: It seems like you would always want to take two attacks over advantage. Because with advantage, because let's say you Hold roll... Hold on a second. So you got
0: five, eight points of damage? Yeah. Okay.
2: Sorry. Wait, on the I get dexterity, don't I?
0: Yeah. So, so you, that's four. So it would be... Oh, eight, nine. Four, eight, yeah.
2: Four plus four plus you, one. Your
0: dexterity is only a 16, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, it depends. Like, if it's a situation where you know it's only got, like, one hit point left, then... You want to make sure you hit it. You'd want to attack with, with advantage to try to increase your chances to hit it at all. Versus a situation like this where you know it's got a bunch of but hit points. But if you take you two
1: attacks, you're, whatever your highest is, if it's highest to hit, then you'll hit it anyways.
2: It's, it works the same, I think. So, But at least not, with
1: two with two attacks... You have the chance have of hitting twice, and doing, of hitting twice yep. and doing double damage. chance of hitting twice and adva- doing double damage. If you take advantage... You're still rolling the same two D20, yeah. but comes you're down only going to gonna hit once. Do you want
0: to make sure that you hit, or do you want to try to increase the prop possibility of damage? Those are your two options. Because he has a thing. He could use both key points and ro- yeah, twice a little Well, How does,
1: how does t- taking two attacks increase your probability
0: of hitting? A possibility. Or, because if you hit with both, because you could just you're roll You're going to do more damage. You would get to roll damage twice and do more damage versus the chances of hitting once, which is a higher chance
1: but what but th- th- what I'm saying is let's say you roll two d twenty and you roll a sixteen and a five, and you picked advantage then you would hit the sixteen hits if you pick two attacks, then only the sixteen hits right but if you roll but let's say you roll 2D20 two d twenty and you roll two seventeens then
0: only one of them only hits.
1: one of them hits, so you screwed yourself right. And if you should, would have picked two attacks, then both of them would have hit. So you'd always want to pick two attacks.
0: No, because then you could always roll two threes and miss both. But then you, but
1: the advantage wouldn't matter anyways, because you still rolled two threes
0: and you still wouldn't have hit. I'm not smart enough to figure out the math. My thought would be is, are you really want to make sure you hit, or do you want to try to do more damage? Would be my decision.
1: Either way, it's now your turn, Bilal. Did anybody move closer
0: to Oh, wait, it? actually, sorry, time out. Ando, when you hit it, it actually gets to take a reflexive swing back at you, but it misses. I forgot that. When you attack it, it gets to attack you back. Keep that in mind. Oh. If you're making a melee attack. Who's closest to it? Uh, Glug is directly in front of it. Ando's. How many feet is Glug from it? They're immediately. They're right, right next to it. All
1: right. Leg. I'm going to move up to within. I'm fi- to 15 feet from it. Hmm. I could screw Glug.
0: With your ball and your sack. In my
1: shaft. Yeah. All right. I'm going to move. So Glug is directly in front. Where is he? He's off to the side, so I'm Glug, he's right here. So, like, 90 degrees? Well, it's sort of like a bowl shape, so he's just to his right. Can I go in between them and back so I can cast a cone of flame at it and not hit either one of them? No.
0: If you go between them back, you would hit both of them in the cone of flame. You could go to the other side and catch it. So, so like, here's the big bad guy, mm-hmm. Yonti. Here's Glug. Here's Ando. So, if you came over here... You could shoot it this way. I will do that. Okay. With the Cone of
1: Flame. Burning Hands. Each creature, so that makes a dex saving throw.
0: Okay. Uh, Versus 12, right? Is that,
1: my spell DC is
0: 12. Yep. So, and he fails.
1: Yes! So he
0: takes (laughs) six damage. You get a plus four to that. Eight. Eight damage. All righty. Carter is going to continue his thing. Glug is going to attack with a natural 20. So that's a D8 plus 3 is 11, 15, 16 points of damage. And the creature is staggered. So at somewhere around 62 hit points, it's halfway down. It's taken 62 hit points? Yeah, it just took 62 total altogether, and that made it staggered. So somewhere between 46 and 62 was halfway. It is now staggered. However, it gets its retribution attack against him and misses. It is now its turn. It's going to take both attacks against Glug, and both of them are going to hit. So that is 10 points of damage. So Glug Glug was already hit once, yeah. So Glug's down 15. He needs to make two constitution saving throws. He passes. but actually did it wrong. at 7, so that's 14. Glug is dying. He's somewhere around negative 4. And it's now Ando's turn. Um, that's, ooh. One and 12, 12 hits. Uh, seven. Seven. All right, he gets its reactive attack against misses you. Misses horribly. Misses. Yeah. Belial. Glug went down hard. I will
1: step back behind Ando. him and cast Ray of Frost. Okay. 15 to
0: hit. Misses. Carter is going to drop his battle chance, so we will be losing the d4. And he's going to cast Healing Word, which is a ranged healing spell. 7, 8, 9. So Glug is back up to 9. And actually, that's a swift action, so he could have done it last turn. So he'll then go ahead and attack with his bow and miss. Glug is going to stand up, and he will go ahead and attack, because that's what Glug would do. Seriously, another natural 20. Glug is actually killing more shit. I actually kind of feel bad about that. But... All right. So that is 8, 9, 10, 11, plus 12. All right. Creature is still up. It's now its turn. It's going to attack Glug again. One of those will hit. That's 8. So Glug is now at 1. Saving throw fails. So Glug's at negative 4 again. All right. Endo. Attack again. Oh, Whoa! Natural 20. All right. So that is automatically 6, plus 3 is 9, and now you roll an additional d6. So 13 points of damage. The creature is still up, and now it gets its retribution attack against you, and it misses. Belial. The creature is staggered and then some. It's looking terrible. You got it
1: on the ropes, Rock! How much damage did you you deal in the last one?
0: Oh, and didn't um, Glug crit too? Yeah, there's been three critical hits against this thing so far.
1: I'm gonna try sleep. Do I get the extra D4? No, that went away because of uh, the. Really could have helped me. No way. What'd you roll? I'm not even gonna tell you.
0: You sure? Uh,
1: wait, that's not right.
0: No, that was, I saw two ones.
1: Right, there was two ones, and I think that was a six. So that yeah, that's right. So that is nine, ten, eleven.
0: Okay. It drops all four swords. And then slowly falls forward. You You're got, kidding. It. it had six hit points left. <laughs> I should have just let you say no. Uh, so, yes, if it falls and actually lands on top of Glug. So, Glug <laughs> is at negative four, and he's covered by a giant Yonty snake creature. Okay. And it is now Carter's turn. So, Carter will do a coup de gras and kill it. Glug passes his saving throw, so you guys can pull him out at your leisure. So now that things have calmed down, you can see down at the end of this hallway, again, there's that lightning spark that's hitting the ground. And the way the room is designed, there's like three feet of water in the bowl, and it's just high enough up that there's like an inch of water in these two hallways. So that lightning is is touching the water the whole time. On the far right, you see what appears to be like a pillar of stone, and there's a floating feather that's engulfed in fire, an actual object. And then on the left, it's almost like there's a picture frame in the wall. So it's just a blank wall. There's like a rectangular area, and it appears to be molten lava just flowing down behind it. So it's almost like a water feature, except it's a lava feature. Well, it's 40 feet down a hallway where there's electrical sparks and water. So do we want to—and the, the feathers in the water, too? Yep. So down one hallway—so you basically have to go 40 feet one way— You'd have to come back and go forty feet the other way to go to both.
1: Is there anything else in the room that catches my eye um like any other objects that stick out in the room or no nope. inspect for like hidden panels or roll a d20. push push a panel like a brick that'll push in or floor or a panel or anything What am I adding to it? Uh, it's your intelligence eighteen you do not find anything so we're just in a round room with two bunny ear hall hallways coming off the top. Yep. And that's the feathers on one and the lava's on the other. Yep. And we're st- not quite
0: standing in water. You're at the edge of a little bowl that dips down that's got like two fe- two feet or so of water in it and a blood and gore from a giant snake creature.
2: But if we get in the water, it'll shock us when the lightning strikes.
0: Very likely, yeah. Would the tables fit through the doorways? They to bring would, in here. They would not fit out of the hallways that they were built in the first time. They're twice as big. If you could get them into the main room, they would fit into this room. But we can't get them. What if we them? cut the legs off? They're still too wide. So like you'd have to they're like like taller than the door. Yeah, they're like wider than the they're door actually, is tall. Like if we turned them up
1: on their sides.
0: Yeah, they're like 12 feet wide and like 60 feet long. These like really long tables. You'd have to like. Hewn off like half of it and make like a plank and then take the legs off. But they are, they're 30 feet long, sorry, 30 feet long. So it still wouldn't be quite enough. If you had two of them, it'd be close.
2: Couldn't lightning strike the table anyway?
0: Possibly. You don't know if the water would make it worse or not. Is there anything above the hallways? Uh, No, just stone hallway all the way around.
2: Is the water flowing from somewhere or just a pool? Just a
0: pool.
1: I guess maybe we should go back and check out the shackle room. Maybe. Or the. Maybe there's something in one of those two rooms that we can use to help us get to the feather.
2: Do we want to go in the room with the rhino at peace or human shackle? The one sounds like we're going to a dungeon, and the other seems
1: less scary. I'm saying the peaceful rhino. Okay.
0: So we're going to go in back to that room. Okay, so Ando, or a Glug, we'll go ahead and use his two hit dice. So he's back at 12 hit points.
1: Should we take a rest?
0: Do you need any hit points? I'm good. I'm, you got I, missed? Every time. That's
1: crazy. Agile.
2: Agile. Like feather on wind. That's right.
0: All right, so you go to the room with the peaceful, restful Rhino Man. There's 40 snake men. <laughs> yep. Um, You open the door, and it's a long, straight hallway. This looks like probably 50, 60 feet straight ahead, featureless. It turns to the left at the end, which would be at the far, far edge of your light. I'll throw my book to the end of the... try to see if I can throw it all the way down there. All right, give me a... um, Let's make that a strength to see if you can throw it that far. Seven. All right, (laughs) it falls about halfway down. Books aren't very aerodynamic. A couple of pages splitter out.
2: Did we see anything along the way as it flew?
0: Nope. You can now clearly see to the edge, but it's just one long hallway. It's like...
1: All right, then I'll have Glug go in front, and we'll walk to my book, and I'll
0: pick it up as we walk past. Okay, so you, you're you about halfway down this hallway. Actually, it's not as far as... It's like 40 feet. So about 20 feet down, you pick up your book, and it's another 20 feet to the end of the hallway.
2: Do we hear anything yet?
0: Uh, give me a wisdom checks. 13. I'm deaf.
2: 16?
1: Nope, you do not hear anything. You're
2: going to throw the book again?
1: throw it around the corner well, first i'll peer around the corner with the book okay Which so we have 20
2: feet
0: till we're even at the corner don't we? so you're gonna walk all the way up to the corner yeah okay so you walk up to the corner and you peer around and this hallway extends much further than your light will will cast and almost immediately to your right there's a opening it's not like a doorway but there's no door and then you can see that they sort of alternate at least you can see three or four that there's these alcoves or rooms that go off this hallway to either side
1: I run as fast as I can
0: past all of them. Okay. So Belial's just gonna, like, go streaking. Are you leaving us in the dark then? (laughs) Oh
1: boy. (laughs) No. Um. I will. Give. I'll continue to hold my book, and we'll just move slowly.
0: Okay. So as you turn the corner and start walking down, and you get even with the first alcove or entryway i imagine that you'll like peek inside you know and it appears to be like a small monk's quarters that you'd be familiar with it's just a small it's almost like a cell there's you know a cot maybe one nightstand. pretty much it's nothing in there it's just a little small room okay we'll go to the next one okay next one the same way They they just alternate side to side as you walk down, there's four on the on your right, three on your left. They all appear to be the same. They're just empty at this point. There's probably remnants of the cot, remnants of the desk, furniture that's been destroyed, but there's there's nothing of value that you can easily see immediately in there.
2: We don't need a
1: rest, do we?
0: The only reason would be to get my
1: good spells back.
0: Now we we did take the one rest so that he'd use his uh, his hit dice, so you would have your one spell okay. back. Then that that makes a big difference.
1: So then we don't need to. Uh, probably. Uh, I mean, probably not right now. Um, Back to the shackle room? I want to inspect each room closely.
0: Okay. Go ahead and roll me a D20. With anything? Intelligence. 18. All right, and go ahead and give me another one. Four. Um, As you're making your, your way down the rooms, the last chamber on the left, you notice sort of an oddity about the back wall. doesn't quite seem right to you. So after a couple minutes of inspection, you find there's a secret door there. And it opens to a tunnel that goes about 15 feet straight ahead and then turns to the right. What?
2: We just keep going deeper and deeper. Do we hear anything? we got to roll for that. Roll wisdom. 13. I guess, I guess.
0: Three for that, right? The, the light's too bright for you to hear. Okay. I'm sorry. So, yeah, you, your wisdom score? Yeah. Okay, so 13 plus three is 16. 16. <laughs> Speak into my good eye. <laughs> <laughs> you do not hear anything coming from down this hallway.
2: So you move
0: forward? <laughs> All right. So you go about 15, behind Glug. You yeah, go about 15 feet. You turn right, and this hallway just goes straight as far as your light will shine. No doors, no features. It just goes straight, and then ends. It, it goes further than you can see.
2: I just, you just want to keep moving forward. Okay. Behind Glug.
0: All right, you guys travel about 60 feet, perfectly straight, featureless. Keeps going on. Inspect for anything
1: weird, um, traps or footprints. Has anybody come down here before? Actually,
0: or? this one is clean. There's no snake prints or dust. Like, you don't think that the Yonti have found this
2: passage. Just keep moving forward.
0: Okay. You go about 200 feet, straight as an arrow, featureless ha- hallway. We'll just keep moving until we find something. Okay. You go 1,000 feet, straightforward, featureless hallway. Keep moving until we find something. <laughs> okay. So you guys travel for about half an hour, and then it ends with like I said, a stairway that goes up. There is uh, almost like those old-fashioned like cellar doors that open up, and you're back out in the middle of the swamp. You found their escape. Oh. Who's escape? Like with, originally, when the temple was built, this was like an escape tunnel.
1: When the rhinos ran.
0: Yep. So, it, what, do we when do we recognize any part of the swamp? You're just out in the middle of the swamp. You could probably, based off of. It went straight out. You could probably kind of figure out where you were, but it's, I mean, you're quite a long way from, like you're an hour's walk away from the temple at this point, and that way through the swamp. So you're probably, without a boat, you're probably three hours from the swamp.
2: Go back, you want to go back inside and back to the shackle room?
0: All right, so you guys turn around, close the lid, I'm assuming, go back all the way through there. You guys go across to the shackle room. (coughs) Um, and basically this thing looks almost exactly the same as the room you came from, except these, uh, chambers have cell doors and it looks like this is probably where prisoners would have been kept. And then about halfway down the hallway, it looks like there was some sort of, uh, foundation cracked and the, like the roof is dropped like two feet. There's like a two feet dip down and it's full of water. So it goes... You'd have to go, like, actually into the swamp water if you wanted to inspect the last few cells. There's at least three more cells that you can see. The ones that you pass are empty. They have doors on them, but they're empty. But there's three more, but they're buried in water. And it looks like it may even get deeper. So the further back you'd go, the more underwater it would be. I want to go Go in the
1: cells and and inspect for anything.
0: Okay. Um, So you guys, once you first step off, it's like a foot of water. There's a cell to your left. It's completely empty. You continue on another few feet. Now you're up about waist deep of water. There's a cell to your right. It's completely empty. you are got another five feet, and you're now at the point where you're going to be underwater. And this, again, this is swamp water. It's not like a pool, so you can't really see. And from what you can... take my light underneath with me? From what you can tell, there's probably only one cell left, and it's one that's completely submerged. So you can take your book under with you, but keep in mind, it is a book, just because it's... Magically lit doesn't mean anything, so it's going to dissolve in water. After a while, it's not going to burn like acid, but it will destroy it. So you you actually get into the water, go down, you go to the cell. It's locked, and there is a body on the inside. You see a skeleton. It's got remnants of clothing mostly rotted away, but there was a person or persons at one time inside that cell. Apparently when it collapsed, they were trapped inside. appears to be human, not rhino. That was
2: going to be my question.
1: Um, I'll come back up and tell him what I see, and then um, is the, how is it locked? Is there a padlock, or is it part of the it, door? It's like,
0: a, it's like a jail cell, so it's actually part of the door.
2: Can Glood break it?
0: Possibly, but being in water, it's going to be difficult. Like, he's not going to be able to bring his full strength to bear. I'm going
1: to go back down and just look, just look as closely as I can. All
0: right. Just because it's, it's swamp water and there's like a little gap, it, without getting inside the cell, you're not really going to be able to see anything else.
1: I wanna cast um mage hand okay. into the cell it to just go like this behind the body and pull the body to me to the through the water to the Yeah, I think there's a weight bars. limit
0: on it's twenty five pounds, I think.
1: The hand less refrigeration is so how you just miss it because the hand vanishes it's more than twenty five feet from you while the hand is you can manipulate an object, open a door or container, stow or retrieve an object from a container, or pour the contents of a vial. You can move the hand up to 25 feet each time you use it.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't be strong enough to move a, a waterlogged body. Through. Even though it's in the water? Yeah, because it's, it's waterlogged buoyant. too.
2: can you use it to pick a lock.
1: Well, I could pick the lock. Yep. I wouldn't need the hand for that. I know. Is there anything
2: different about the body, or is there anything else in the cell besides I'll the try body? Try
1: to cast Ray of Frost on the door and. Um freeze it to break well,
0: it you you have to speak to cast spells and you're completely whoa, whoa. yeah so you you can't cast underwater unless you have a spell that lets you do that the is door, there anything i can reach
1: in and pull like anything around i like can a piece of wood with a nail on it where i can
0: i mean you could probably go fashion something between you know the implements in the kitchen and a plank well like you could you could make something that would let you hook it it'd just it'd be a roll to see if it works right okay So you guys are going to take the time to do that? Yeah. Okay. So uh, give me an ingenuity roll there. That would be intelligence. Ten. Ten. Okay. So you use some implements in the kitchen, um, like a couple wooden spoons and some other stuff, and you you have a hook that you think might work, but you probably only have one shot at it or it's going to fall apart. Okay. Give me a dex check. Thirteen. Thirteen. All right. So the body is still sort of sitting like in a chair, but it's... It's like laid back over top of it, and you imagine that the body's probably actually just kind of came to rest there. So you're able to hook it into like the a sleeve of of the garment, and you start to pull the body, and it, you know, lays over, and it's basically a skeleton at this point. But the clothes are still together, which is a bit odd, actually. That you think the clothes would have been more more dissolved than that, and you're able to pull it over against the the cell door. I just want to put my hands through the
1: bars and. Feel the body all around, see if there's anything on him, like, just anything other than clothes.
0: Okay. There is a dagger at his belt, and this, the uh, he's wearing, like, leather armor. And you would be able to tell at this point that that armor is exceptionally nice, and it doesn't seem to have been affected by being under the water. Same thing with the dagger. Do I
1: think I could take it off of him with my uh, hands through the bars? If
0: you just and- pulled hard enough, the body would probably break around gross would i be able to get the armor out through the bars yeah because it's just leather and like it would it would supple around it
1: i'm gonna take everything i can from them
0: okay the bars there are the still leather ar- and the dagger there's still areas in there that you can't get to like there's you know like other remnants of furniture so unless you guys actually get inside there there might be other things but you are able to get off a, a set of leather armor and a dagger both of which you pretty sure are magical because they have not succumbed to the weather the you know the water element so it could be a plus something dagger,
1: but correct. we don't know. Right, and armor. Yep. By just wearing it, would we get the the thing? But, yes, you would get the benefit without. But Miller. we wouldn't know right. it. Yep. But I shouldn't wear it. Correct. You
0: you if you wear it, you can't cast your spells.
1: Is there anybody that could take that could benefit from the um, dagger and Carter? The, I could use the dagger. Right.
0: Yeah, you can use daggers. Okay. So Carter will give Carter the armor. Okay
1: so there might be more stuff in the room
0: it's totally possible but you would have to actually get inside there to find out
1: how can we we can just try to pick the lock and i think i I believe we i believe we uh, get a number of attempts until we break it i think
0: is that right um each of you can essentially only try once now the door is somewhat rusted because of its submersion underwater so breaking it is an option it's just you guys can't really get a good hold of it. You're underwater, so that would be difficult. But either would be a possibility.
2: So we get an advantage
0: because it's rusted, but a disadvantage because of the water. Underwater, right? So it turns. So into it at least how cl- try. How the close lock. do they come to? They they always like you could have three things that give you advantage, one thing that's disadvantage. They just cancel
1: each other out. Gotcha. We'll at least try the picking it first, and if that fails, then we'll see Light if we can break it Smash off. it. Okay. So we'll each try to pick smash. the lock. Okay. So
0: go ahead and give me a uh, dex check. Fourteen. No.
1: Nope. You want me to roll for Glug and Carter? Yeah. Glug. What's his Dex, Dex modifier? Probably one or two.
0: Uh,
1: 16 for Glug and nope. nothing for okay.
0: Carter. It's a pretty high quality lock, considering it's, for, it, it's on a jail cell, so, it's, so it's, no. it, it would be difficult, anyways, but possible.
1: All right, then we're going to see if we can break it off.
0: Okay. So let's say Ando go first.
1: 15 plus 3, 18. Okay.
0: Actually, that is what you needed with, uh, so kind of getting underwater grabbing a hold of it, putting your feet against the walls and pulling, and eventually it just kind of breaks right around where the lock is. It comes loose, so then the door just opens up.
2: So I, I'll go inside and
0: All right, so it's fully submerged, so you're actually, like, swimming underwater. I'm assuming you still have the book available. Um, there's a couple – again, there's, like, a cot in there. There's a chair, That all that stuff. So this isn't a jail cell? Yeah, yeah this one's a jail cell as well. Okay, they, but, they but it's just kind of big, like this, maybe the size of this? Yeah, it's like uh, – 15 feet by 10 feet. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's almost like this size. And it, it's actually furnished exactly like the other ones were. The only difference is these have gel cells on them. So there's like a cot to sleep, a little, like, chair and nightstand table type thing. Um, pretty much all that's rotted and gone. But in the corner you see back against this wall, there's like a sack that's mostly sort of deteriorated. Mm-hmm. But you can see that there's something inside of it. And it's actually three vials of some sort of blue colored liquid. And how long does that last? <laughs> yeah. Four hours, I call long, your doctor. If you, if you haven't reached less than, more than four hours, you're welcome.
2: Yeah. Stop complaining. Yeah. <laughs> have your wife send us a fruit thank, basket. Uh, thank you, card. Okay. Well, we just want to pick it up we'll
1: and take, that take it out of the water. There, we won't find anything yeah, else that's in all, That's
0: the only thing you find. Okay. So you surface again, somewhat out of breath, and you have these three no, vials. No, like,
1: cool futon or anything? No. So we'll uh, take the three vials. And we'll...
0: <gasps> uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, you got leeches on your face.
2: Leeches! There's one on your balls in your basket. Yep, out. there's a
0: leech on your balls. Totally ball. worth it. All right, so uh, we'll go
1: back out of the water. Okay. And is there one room we haven't gone to yet?
0: Nope. Um, all the doors you know about, you've inspected all. That we
1: know about? Yes. So we'll go back to the center room and see if there's any <laughs> hidden doors.
0: Yeah. Roll a d20.
1: Intelligence? Yep. Uh, 16. 16. You
0: do not find any secret doors.
1: I want to look again. This is a super secret door, I Yeah. Pick. Um, I want to inspect the blue liquid.
0: Okay. Roll me an arcana check. 12. You believe them to be healing potions. You believe. Could be poison. A
1: healing potion, like, I'm wounded and this will help me or I'm already healthy and i'll drink this to protect me no
0: more like wounded healthy okay
1: well i don't think this is going to help us get the feather somebody's going to have to get electrocuted
2: well i mean how does leather impact how does lightning impact leather
1: That's it could be resistant. maybe the armor is
0: resistant well he's maybe not here so let's send him in the water
1: you know the guy that's not here always gets voted to go first that's right
0: yeah Oh, smells like ham. I'm going to pretty much say that in this situation, they're going to say no. One of you two have to be the volunteer. So you guys decide amongst yourself. So who's going? Into the water? Yeah.
2: You got the magic dagger, and I have nothing magic. I mean, I don't want to send you in the water. Well, I can
1: give you the magic dagger and the magic Uh armor. I'll basically put it on, and I'll I'll walk (laughs) in there like this with the dagger. You can give it to me, and I'll try
2: it. If you want to give me the...
0: All right. Who's going in the water?
2: There's not a place for this dagger, is there, to place it in the room, hmm. the bunny ear room, so
1: it can... Nope. Do we inspect the bunny room for... Yeah, you already checked that out. There's... Hidden doors.
2: If there's any, you don't find them. If I the dagger, stab the dagger into the ground, will the lightning only strike the dagger,
1: or is it, will it strike the
2: water?
0: You would have to be in the water to test that theory out. All right. I'll do How the... many hit points do you have?
2: I have twenty, so I will take the leather take the leather
1: suit, and the dagger and get... put a pinky in the water and see what happens. One
2: one foot in? Mm-hmm.
0: Nothing happens. Your foot is wet. Lightning and the lightning struck. is striking.
1: Yep. So
2: do I want to go I wanna go towards the feather and not lava wall? The feather. So I'll go towards the feather.
0: Okay. When you actually, because once you get to the other side there's it kind of comes back up uh-huh. and you clear there's like a little lip there and you're now actually in the hallway. Once you step there, you take one point of damage. Uh, a, kind of a lightning You need to get like a little shock. You take one point of damage. Do I know if it's striking me or the dagger? It seems to strike
2: you. Uh, okay, great. Run. So can I run to the end and grab the feather? You can try. <laughs> um, okay, I, well, I try.
0: All right, when you take your next step, you take two points of damage.
2: How far am I from it now?
0: 40 feet. There's, there's 40 feet until there's five zones you have to go through. You've gone through two. So you've taken one, and then you took two.
2: Right now, so now I'm at 17. Yeah. And the question is, do I get attacked on the way back, and how exponential does this growth? They can probably
0: cast a protection or a healing on him, can't they? Not from here. There's, they only had they one have to range. Touch them? Yeah, they, they had one range healing spell, but they've already used it. You so. bastards. Three is six, four
1: is ten, five is fifteen. So if it keeps going up, you'll take 30 I'm going to be dead roll.
2: by the time I get to the end.
1: Yeah. No, you'll be dead on your way back. Right. Well, we. I don't want that specifically.
0: <laughs> I would come back.
2: Yeah, I'll back out.
0: All right. So then you take um, you took one and two and then stopped. Yeah. You take one when you come back out. So
2: I'm down four. I mean, so did I just go the? I want to check, and just see if I went the wrong way, and can I go towards the lava then?
0: Same thing. You take that first step. You take one point of damage. Okay, I'm out.
1: Uh, can I? I want to use my arcane arc canna to see if I, is there a spell here that's causing okay. the electricity or is it a natural phenomenon or
0: okay roll your arcana nine you are not sure but it doesn't appear to be magical like you don't notice any of the normal trappings of magic and you do hear that whirring sound Is is there any light
1: coming from anywhere besides the electricity
0: nope just the electricity Oh, oh! Where's the whirring, wh- whirring sound coming from? All right, Romeo, wisdom. Five. It's kind of coming from all around. It's probably echoing a little bit off the the chamber. It's too hard to pinpoint.
1: Can I ask the, everybody else to see if they
0: can find yeah. out where
1: the where out that sound the
0: is coming from? Quiet. You smell that? Was it me? All right, Carter. has a bit of a musical ear. He's a little bit more sensitive. He thinks that the whirring sound is originating behind the wall that splits the v so like where this would be on the rabbit, but that's just a guess can
2: we i mean if we ins- can we inspect it
0: yeah you can get right up to that uh wall it, um you actually do have to get into the like you have to get across the lip to touch that wall right, which i'm in the water already so can i I can check it yeah uh you can actually feel there's like a vibration coming through the wall there
1: but do you want to hit the wall or
0: i'll cast magic missile at it okay it hits the wall it does a little bit of damage that's it
1: i just wasted a personal spell i was just gonna punch it
0: oh god did the dim knock yeah in seven years that brick will die that's right can i
1: cast mage hand to a place where i can't see no can i climb the wall
0: yeah to the ceiling you're not really skilled. There's a really good chance that you're going to fall and take mm-hmm. damage. But it is entirely possible, yes, to climb the wall on the ceiling.
2: Um, can it just touches the ceiling? There's not a gap or anything. Correct. That we can see. Right. Or so, what about
1: the bottom of the bowl where the thing came from? Right. Is there anything? Nothing down there. Nothing down there. How about the body of the thing we killed?
0: Nothing on it, other than the four scimitars that are oversized.
1: There's
2: nothing in the room. I'm dying.
0: Yeah, I assume at this point that you would have came back in because if you stay on that ledge, you're, you're gonna get at one point every round. Right. Yeah. So I assume you I'm jump back off the when you're in the bowl. You're not like it doesn't seem to affect you for whatever reason. But once you cross that lip, that's when it does. Is there
2: something about the lip?
0: Not really. It just seems to be just like a stone lip that just sort of keeps the water separate. There's
2: got to be something we're not doing. Obviously, there's something we're not doing. How
1: far
0: down the hallway? How far is the hallway? You said forty feet. Um, it, there's, well, there's five zones, so that would be like thirty feet. So you got five five foot so sections, and then there's like a ten foot end where the feather is and where the lava water feature is.
1: All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna step into the shock zone. Okay, you take a point of damage. Okay, and then so now the feather should be twenty five feet away. Uh-huh. I'm gonna cast Mage Hand. Okay. And and I can I'm gonna grab the feather with it.
0: All right. So the only thing I'm gonna say is that because you are gonna take a point of damage, that there's a chance that you will, like, your concentration will lag and you will lose the spell. So you have to make a Constitution saving throw. Unnatural twenty. All right. So you take a point of damage. So you're now taking two. The hand appears. It uh, is able to lift up the feather. And it starts slowly bringing it back to you. You Take another point of damage. So I need another constitution saving throw. A natural 20. Okay. Now at this point, I'll go ahead and tell you, you could then step into the water because it's now five feet closer. And that way you won't get shocked and you are able to bring the feather to you. When you physically get to touch it, it appears just to be a feather. But it's not like the feather's on fire, like if you actually burnt a feather. There's, like, fire that's just sort of surrounding it, but it's not giving off any heat, just light. So you can touch it if you want.
2: Like the Hunger Games.
0: Put it in my uh, bag with the ball. You feel good when you touch it. Just, like, not only good like you feel good, but, like, like good. Like, like, you want to go out and save like children. Like I just smoked crack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you just have this sensation I feel that, great. that you can do anything that you you're, you're going to change the world. Oh, you mean PCP. Yeah. It's just an amazing feeling. It's probably a feeling you haven't had since before you found your ball. Back when maybe when you were a child when when you didn't know that the world was a dangerous dark place. All right,
1: let's get this back to the town.
0: So we'll would it be do we think I we'll take the um the trap
1: doorway in case there's any of those creatures waiting for us the way we came in.
0: Okay, that's going to put you in the middle of the swamp with no boat. Mm, no. Is that going to... It's just going to slow you down. I mean, one, there's the danger of the swamp, so you'll have chances of, like, alligators and snakes, and also will take you a lot longer to get back. But you will not have to face any of the auntie who might be waiting for you outside the temple.
1: What do you say, Sink?
0: I still think there's something
2: about the... the lava water feature thing, because it wouldn't
1: attempt to kill me if... Well, I think... That could have something to do with the next step. Or maybe, I don't know. The feather is what we needed to buy us time, right? Correct. That's all he said.
2: Yep. Well, then, like, this is what we came for. So, let's go. go Okay. You
1: want to stay here and play with
0: the lava? I can't get to it at this point. Well, you can, but you may not get back. Because, like, you have enough hit points to get there. The problem is, how do you get back? just
2: depends on how is there, much the healing potion...
1: In the hallway, like. is there anything on the walls of the hallway Mm-mm. that goes to the lava? Nope, it's just, it's just a featureless hallway. And it's completely smooth, the hall. Well, the it, it's
0: stonework, so I mean, it's like, work. you know, Could blocks. I Van dam split my way? No, it's too far. You might be able to get two of you and do the whole hands thing. Gonna zap us,
1: regardless. Probably.
2: So You we do
0: just, have the healing potions. It would just look
1: stupid. But it would be funny. Right. But we don't even know what we're going after with the lava. That's
0: correct. It may not be it anything. It might be lava. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh,
2: I got it. I got the lava. I will never clap again.
1: <laughs> I, 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 I got the knife.
2: <laughs> but you just want to take this back then? Yeah.
1: Okay. I w- does it say, I want the knife. Is, I, 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 I want the knife. Yeah.
2: I, 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 I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs>
1: the, the golden, golden child. child.
0: Wow. Awesome. He picks his nose and he's like, you just, you're just going to leave it there? It's going to freeze and you're going to scratch yourself. You're not going to like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I love that part.
1: Yeah, well, okay. Right, so, so you're just going to go back? Are we going back the way we came or through the swamp?
2: Well, we have plenty of time to make it back still. I think right? we go
1: through the swamp.
0: So you
2: mean through the escape tunnel? Yeah, if, if we go through the swamp, will we make it back yeah. within the time?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, again, your time frame isn't back to the city. Your time frame is to get the orb. You had 22 days, because okay. this is just the temporary measure. Right. All right. So you're already a long way into the swamp by going through the escape <clears> tunnel. Throat> so throat> even though it takes you twice as long, it probably would still end up being the same amount of time overall, if that makes sense. Okay. Well. Um, so you guys, so basically another two days have passed. So you're six days into your 22-day time frame. When you emerge out of the swamp covered in uh, mud and water and leeches and the goblin guy is sitting on the end of the dock just standing there like he was, like he knew you were coming and was just waiting on you at that exact moment. He doesn't even seem surprised <clears throat> when you present him with a feather, though his eyes do light up a little bit. Um, and you, you notice once again that the, the lantern he has that cast that red light looks a lot like lava. And based on what you saw in the temple, you probably think there's a connection there. He takes the feather, kind of looks at each of you and gives you a nod, you know, very well done, but your task is not yet complete. You now have 17 days, 16 days to return with the orb before this feather will lose its power. (coughs) Where's the orb? It was taken by a thief. The only city for miles will be Riley. And he gives you directions. You need to get there and get there quickly before the thief disappears into the world. What about the lava in the temple with the feather? That is one of the treasures. Did you not seek the the lava? You just said get the feather. That was all that was urgent, but perhaps another time.
2: How do you do it?
0: Will it help us? Its aid to you would be less than the time you would lose going after it at this point. I fear that its aid would be too little too late. What do you know about the thief? Only that they are remarkably skilled and very likely heading towards Riley uh, and that you best be hurrying. Is this all you have for us? That is all I can impart. (sighs) I can give you directions to Riley. It will take you several days through the swamp. There's other boats. He says you can take one of these skiffs, but you best hurry. To Riley. All right, so it gives you directions to Riley. Probably take you two days in the swamp. You could... If you guys didn't sleep, you could probably push through and make it faster. Uh, That'll be up to you, and that's where we will pick up next time. You can give us feedback and comments on our website, therpgacademy.com. You can listen to previous podcasts on our website and subscribe to new ones on iTunes. If you have a suggestion for a table topic, we'd love to hear it. Email us at podcast at therpgacademy.com or connect with us. We're on Twitter at the RPG Academy. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash the RPG We also have a Google Plus page, the RPG Academy. As always, thanks for listening. And remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.